Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com careers. At Vinton County National Bank, we believe in supporting the areas where we live and work. Now, we'd like to honor those who also serve our communities. Our new Community Champions account is especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. This account offers rewards, discounts, and other benefits to those who give so much to others. Vinton County National Bank, rewarding those who serve. Good morning, everyone. Hey, look, we're not going like this. James, did you fix it? I bought something that fixed it. He bought something that fixed it. Knock Thank you, James. Wood. Knock on wood. All Looks right. good. Yeah. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show right here on Main Street TV. And it is Thursday, and we're doing it a little, we're mixing it up a little bit because we have so much news going on, Ohio Hill Country Festival going on, um, homegrown happy hour tonight at Rowdy's, also Chamber of Commerce in downtown Jackson having a ginormous street festival down here. Um, so we have so much to talk about. And so Jeremiah was so kind as to volunteer or get volunteered. Voluntold. Actually, he got voluntold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I, he can sit there and look like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I volunteered, but now he, he just got. I want to hear that impression of me again. Hey, you think you could uh, come in and do some news tomorrow? <laughs> that, that's what I that got from Mister uh, Mister Hamilton over there this morning. So we 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 got a stack just like uh, Pete would. So I think we'll be okay. Yeah, but no, there is so much. It's. Tis the season for so much stuff going on, you know, getting back a busy into month. school, yes. getting the fairs and festivals, you know, these fall ones going yep. and such a, you know, it's just a lot of fun. So um, I guess I'll just kind of leave you to it. And I, I'm I'm looking at Dylan and I'm looking at you and neither one of you have any shrapnel in your foreheads. So no, we're, we're doing OK. The cannon thing must have been a go. <laughs> it did, yes. Um, so we, we can start off with that. Um, so the 2023 Wellston, Ohio Hill Country Festival opened yesterday yes. evening. That was Wednesday, September 6th with Hometown Day presented by Ohio Valley Bank. This year, the festival is celebrating its semi-centennial, which is 50 years. Now, the city of Wellston is also celebrating a special milestone. Mm -hmm. It is celebrating the sesquicentennial, which is 150 years. Good job. And as a part of their 150th birthday, they had the um, cannon, which is located, the city cannon, which is located there at the intersection of Pennsylvania and Broadway. Mm -hmm. They had it refurbished, repainted, and everything. It's really and nice. It does. And last night, to... Uh, mark the start of the hometown parade 
they had that cannon fired and we have some photos. Here's a photo that I was able to uh, capture. Well, I'm using... glad they had that ripped or roped off. Yes. There. They had people stay back. Um, this is a photo I managed to capture using some video and still technology there. Um, but as you can see, the... That's a good picture, Jeremiah. It is a, it is a good, good picture. You can see the fire coming out the front end of the cannon, and you can also see it coming out the uh, vent there on the top. Really neat photo. Um, the gentleman that is firing it, his name is Rick Hewig, and he's from Sunbury, Ohio. He's a part of the 5th Ohio Light Artillery, and he had the he honor of firing the cannon. He told me that he's been doing firings for 20 years now, Jen. Well, he must know what he's doing. He has all his limbs and, yes. you know. Yeah, and uh, they, so he told me that this cannon did not have, you know, has the top vent, but didn't have, like, the back, because the back was sealed. Um, so he had to fire it from the front. So... It was done electronically, um, fed wires up in there, okay. and then, you know, he had his wires, and I assume, you know, boom. And he even did the little, we got some footage uh, that Dylan took um, from across the way. He had a different angle than I. I was standing on the corner there by BP in the background, and Dylan was across the way in front of Johnny's, mm -hmm. which is peaking, picking cook there. I hope and, you got uh, some good Chinese while well, you were there, Dylan. Well, Dylan can show the uh, video of the cannon being fired yeah. to mark the start of the parade here. Love that. Oh, fire in the hole! And I, I asked Dylan if he, <laughs> I asked Dylan if he needed to check his pants after that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, this is good. You got to play it again, Dylan. Do it again, do it One again. more time. Holy crap. to check his pants I after so. <laughs> after the cannon being Stop. fired out him there. Were you terrified? Yeah, it did it did surprise me, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I, I jumped like a little that. bit too, but I don't know if my I don't think my video jumped like and I was holding it by hand, Dylan. I didn't have like a tripod. Or I mean anything. your camera like literally moved. Yeah. All right, here I got Clo a little closer. Oh my gosh. When they, I will say, while he's um, getting ready to fire this, they, they, he reached up in there with his thing that he used to right, and, and, and realized that there was still something in there. There was like a pop bottle in the very beginning. Oh, no. to fire the cannon for the first time in 50 years. <laughs> that they had to, had to get out. So they had to get that out. But that, that was really Whoa. neat to see. Uh, to see that it was quite a sight to see a lot of people came, you know, to Did the they, intersection like, to check bet. it out. And, well, it is um, fascinating. You don't see a cannon, you know, every day. Right, right. And we have uh, um, Tad Lockard. He's a Wilson resident up there. He sent me an old photo from when it was fired at the Centennial Celebration in Wilson. Oh, you're kidding. So here's a photo of the cannon 
you know, fired, uh, you know, so during, 50, for the, it was 50, 50 years, years ago, ago wow. at the 100th. And um, Tad, it's kind of hard to see, but the little kid there standing near the sign, um, you can see, uh, you can see the, the young man there. That's, that's Tad Lockard. How cool. And standing there next to him with the black hat and the red vest, that is um, Dan Lockard Sr. Oh, okay. So you can uh, you can kind of see him there near the uh, station wagon, and uh, there's a couple guys sitting on the cannon there. I don't know if they were sitting on it when it was fired or not. <laughs> they probably not be very smart. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't have names for those gentlemen, but um, I appreciate Tad uh, sending those cool. sending that photo along. But yeah, he he's he's the young kid yeah. there sitting by the station wagon, and then uh, there on the right, that is Dan Lockhart Senior, his dad. And uh, he says that this was a photo during the centennial celebration there in the city of Wellston when they fired the cannon 50 years ago. And you have the Sohio Station. Do you remember Sohio Station? I I bet you don't. I do not. I do. I don't. So that's that's kind of funny to see because, you know, VP's back there now. Yeah. But no, you know, it used to be. Do you guys remember the days of like when you would pull into a gas station and someone actually came out and pumped your gas and checked your oil and washed your windows? It was like a full service thing. There was, I, I can remember when I first started driving, there was still some gas stations that would at least pump, they would pump your gas, your gas for you, know. you. Yeah. And then it just became all like self service. Oh, yeah. Like when you went to the gas station, you just pulled in, somebody came out. And you said, you know, fill her up or $10 or whatever. They washed your windows, checked the oil, checked everything. did all of that fun stuff and got you going. And got it going. Yeah. It's anyway, a, that, I digress, but that was a thing. So anyhow, that was kind of a, that was the big thing, you know, one of the you big things survived. that happened so last night that was really neat there in the city of Wellston. Uh, some other stuff that happened down there at the Ohilco, they had... The evening down there started off with the mini queens contest. Okay. This was something that they started uh, a number of years ago now. And it's kind of a, I I compared it to like a feeder program. Kind of gets those little girls interested in pageants. And then with the hopes that they'll try out, you know, later for Little Miss. So this is different than Little Miss. Miss. Yeah, this is different. Um, This one is more that there's... It's a lottery is what it is. Um, these little girls took a gamble last night. Um, they just went, would pick out a flower. The flowers are covered with tissue paper, but the flowers are collared. So everybody goes and picks out a flower. You come down in front of the stage, and then everybody unwraps it at the same time. Whoever has the um, certain... Here's some pictures of some of the little girls unwrapping Aww. their uh, flowers. Whoever had a certain color flower was the, uh, the mini queen okay and then you had two um mini uh attendants so i have the winners of those you can put on the screen dylan as you can see the uh co-attendants are sitting on each side and then the center is the queen and um the mom was telling me she was like embarrassed and i could not for the love get her to put her hand down from her face so bless her um, heart you have in the cute you have in the picture here i have i have their names um let me see. That's she's just being shy. She is being shy. That, that's that's all there is to it. So the the mini queen had the yellow carnation, and the co attendants had blue carnations. So from the left there, you have that is attendant Nova Hively, and then you have mini queen Harper Searles, 
And then you have the other co-attendant, which is Paisley Hively. And the two girls on both sides, they're sisters. Oh, um, well, one that's is, lucky. Yeah, how lucky is that, <laughs> right? that they both got one of the flowers to be attendants? Um, the one little girl on the left, she's five years old. The other girl is four years old. And the queen in the middle is also five years old. How cute. So that um, I always compared it to like a feeder program, kind of like the, um, you know, they have like the peewee little leagues yeah. to get the kids the interested in sports. Cub scouts, yeah, yeah, to get them interested in the different different things. So that kind of kicked off uh, the festival there. As far as the contests go, and then we had the cannon fire. And then after the cannon fire, that, you know, I said that marked the parade. I believe we have some parade photos. Uh, oh, cool. And Dylan's got some video, too. Um, you got the Grand Marshal. So here's the Grand oh, there Marshals. There's uh, Vicky and her husband, Rex. They were picked as the Grand Marshals this yes. year. Um, and, you know, Rex is involved in the Jim Bottling Company. Mm-hmm. They're actually celebrating their centennial, mm-hmm. 100 years in business. So cool. And uh, uh, Vicky, she is a licensed uh, family nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Owns two clinics here in Jackson County. One's here in town, and the other she just opened in Wellston mm-hmm. um, a couple months back. Very we cool. were there for that ribbon cutting, and we just like to congratulate them. Um, did I send any other pictures, or do you just want to show your video a little yeah, bit of your video? So here's a little bit of the video that uh, Dylan got of the parade coming down. This is Pennsylvania mm-hmm. Avenue there in mm-hmm. front of Peking Cook. You can see McWilliams Funeral Home there in the background. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Boy Scouts, local troop there making their way down Pennsylvania Avenue. They had a number of units in the parade this year. You can see there in the silver car, there's your Grand Marshals making their way. And then you can see behind them, they have two trucks yeah. for the uh, the gym. The gym. Cream soda. Cream soda, yes. And then, and then the, the ski pop, Wellston Water there. Uh, <laughs> Wellston water. water, as we like to call it. And coming up behind there. But so it was cool. um it was a it was a good little good little parade. A lot of people a lot of people came out for that. Uh, I know when I looked down the sh- down Broadway, it just seemed like there were so many people gathered down through there. I had yeah. snapped a photo um that I'll probably use in the paper of that look down through there. That's awesome. Um after that, uh, everybody gathered down at the Wellston VFW Post 9092 stage, that's the main stage this year, where they had the ribbon cutting. And I don't know if Dylan has the photo of the ribbon cutting or not. But I don't the, believe so. The, uh, I think you do. I think you named it ribbon. I think you named it ribbon, Dylan. But it was the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the Grand Marshals, Vicky, uh, Rex and Vicky there, had the honor of cu- cutting the opening ceremony ribbon for the 50th, an- yeah. 50th annual uh, Hilco Festival. And that's the Ohio Hill Country Festival, mm-hmm. Hilco for short. And um, after that, there was a few folks that came on stage, um, Mayor... Wellston Mayor Anthony Brenner said a few words. Um, Jackson County Commissioner Paul Howard was there, said a cool. few words, and um, they kind of kind of wrapped, introduced you know this year's royalty, and that kind of wrapped up the uh, opening ceremonies. After that, I rushed down to the uh, secondary stage, which this year it's called the Hosapple Family Clinic Bandstand, where they had the Coal Miner Olympics which cool. is something that they have had for as long as I can remember. I've actually participated in it. We used to uh, we used to have a team. It was called Team News Hounds. Oh. And it was made up of whoever I could get 
from the office to <laughs> go with <laughs> to me. come with you. And uh, we, we participated back-to-back years, three years in a row. First year, we tied for third. Then we got second the following year. And the final year, we got gold, and we retired. And haven't have <laughs> done it since. Top. And um, so they, they had a number of teams last night. We had some pictures that uh, Dylan can probably put up on the screen of some of the activities. What do you do in the Coal Miner Olympics? So in the Coal Miner Olympics, um, I got a little information here on it. It's a, uh, it's a annual event of competition and skill. And what it is is they usually have a number of games. This year they had four games and a scavenger hunt. Okay. Is what they did. And this, uh, the one he had up just a minute ago was one of the games. They had to roll a ping pong ball across the table and hope that it would fall on one of the cups that were taped on the end. Gotcha. So that was one of the games. This is one of the other games. You can see um, this is Caitlin Bright. She <laughs> is the second attendant for the Ahilco this year, 2023. Um, covered in her face, covered in whipped cream. Here uh, <laughs> on this one, they had a plate covered in whipped cream, and there was a piece of uh, bubble gum in the whipped cream. Oh, no. So they had to sort through and find <laughs> it. Then once they had it, they had to chew it up, blow a bubble <laughs> to get you know whoever did it the fastest would get That's points. Hilarious. So uh, we we have uh, some winner photos from that. If you'll put those up, Dylan. Here is your first place this year. It's taking home the gold medal. This was Team Cheer 3. It was made up of Wellston High School cheerleaders. Uh, from the left there, you have Hannah Pearson, B. Myers, Allison Case, and Lindsay McCormick. They brought home the gold. And the second place, the silver medal, went to the Wellston High School volleyball team. You have Ellen Walters, uh, Ella Hutchinson, Kate Wilbur, and Rylan Peters. Or Pelletier, excuse me. And then third place was a team made up of a Hilco Queens. You had from the left, that's your 2023 Ohilco first attendant, Kaylin Bowman. 2023 Ohilco second attendant, Caitlin Bright. 2024 Miss Ohilco Queen finalist, that is Allison Bowman, which is the little sister to Caitlin or Kaylin. And then there on the end, that is your 2022 Ohilco first attendant, Olivia Haggerty. Nice. So congratulations How to fun. all of them. And I will say that once the coal dust settled, uh, all these, uh, the, you know, a lot of the teams this year, so, some years you have some folks, you know, that are adults that compete in this, but it seems like the last several years, it's usually a bunch of high schoolers that uh-huh. are doing it. And it was a little warm last night <laughs> and they were all dying after the scavenger hunt. I can imagine. And I will say, I'm going to call them out. I lent out four pins last night. I only got one of my four pins back after the scavenger hunt. So I'm a little disappointed. Do you remember who took them? I do not. (laughs) I got rushed because I I started pulling pins out of my bag, camera bag, and only one of them returned. So there's some pins laying around the Hilco Festival. Bring Jeremiah's pins back. Come on. Yeah. So that's, um, that's that's a real quick rundown of all the events that happened up there last night. Uh, the entertainment last night was the, which I didn't send a picture of this, but it was the Naked Karate Girls. Oh, yeah. How'd that and, go? Uh, they, so they weren't girls. They weren't naked. And I never saw any karate. But they so, sang something. <laughs> uh, they did. It, it was, uh, they sang. People seemed to enjoy it. I thought it just sounded like a whole lot of noise. But <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> just sounded like a whole lot of noise to me. But um, I will say, I will say when I, when I came by multiple times, 
Uh, it seemed like they had different outfits that they changed into uh-huh. throughout. Yeah. And one of the guys had a sign that he would hold up and it would say, you know, sing. And the crowd would sing whatever part. You know, they usually they did a lot of covers yeah. of a lot of popular songs. And I, people seemed to enjoy it. I saw some people dancing. And Good. Everything That's what it's all there about. downtown. So that kind of wraps that wraps <laughs> up the Ahilco, uh for Just Wednesday. Noise. Just know that, uh, you know, today's Thursday, September 7th. It is, we got a number of things going on up there, uh, starting at six o'clock. You got your Little Miss Hilco Queen contest finals. So they had a top oh, five. Okay. They'll narrow it down to a top three. Then we'll find out who the queen and court will be, along with the rest of the royalty, on Saturday night before the close of the festival. Okay. So that'll be taking place tonight. And then tonight's entertainment is Rick K and the Old Nighters. Being presented by Total Media. Mm-hmm. That'll be there on the main stage They're at 7 45 p.m. So that is your rundown for today. And uh, I think the only other thing I'd like to note on the Ahilco is don't forget about the fireworks on Saturday night. Right. So after they crown the royalty, they will be doing a fireworks display to celebrate with the Wellston Ohio Hill Country Festival's 50th anniversary and the city of Wellston's 150th anniversary. So it was my understanding that, um, you know, the Wellston Centennial celebration was held. Mm -hmm. And then the following year was when they decided to kind of keep that Mm -hmm. celebration going each year. And that's how the Ahilco came about. Yes. And uh, so that's that's pretty cool. That's still Still going strong. And, you know, I want to commend um, all the folks that are involved in that Wellston Ahilco Society. I guess the um, numbers for that, you know, it's a small, very small committee nowadays. Yeah, and it's not easy to put on a festival yeah, like this. That, yeah, and, you know, they you know they have that festival throughout, you know, Railroad Avenue there. They have it on, you know, that part of First Street, Ohio Avenue there. And um, those, those folks just put a lot of work. I know I was talking to one of the members, and they said, you know, that there was several late nights leading up to, you know, them being up there till 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, getting stuff set up ready for the festival. So I would say shout so. Out, shout out to them. Still got a couple days left. You got, you got tonight, you got Friday, and you got Saturday. There's only a whole slew of stuff going on oh, Saturday. Yeah. So if you can pick up, you can either go online, you can pick up one of these programs that has all the schedule of events in it. Right. Lots of stuff going on. And I had, had some folks ask about the um, pricing for rides this year. Okay. So they had um, Eco Amusements is doing the mechanical rides. They mm-hmm. got a number of those, and they got a ton of inflatables up yes. there this year. So it's a mix of those like Ohio Avenue is just full of rides and inflatables. And there's even a little bit on, you know, first street there and a little bit, you know, down this way on first street. And, um, somebody was asking me what's it cost. I found out last night from a committee member that it's $10 for a wristband. Okay. And it gets you unlimited rides and inflatables oh, nice. for the day. So it's $10. That's a good deal. $10 a day for wristband, and that gets you access to everything. And if you're up there and you're looking for like a ticket booth, this company didn't have a ticket booth. Okay. So the, these wristbands are being sold at the Wellston Hilco Festival information booth. Oh, which is located. Okay. It's located right next to the main stage. You can't miss it. Just go where all the people are going getting their wristbands. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I'll share that information later because somebody, I had several people ask me last night. I think I mentioned it last night, but there was a lot going on. Yeah. 
All right, so there's a rundown of that. So let's Glad get y'all into survived the canon. Yes, I, you know, I told a few people I didn't know how it was going to go. You <laughs> I know? was terrified. They said it had been 50, 50 years since it had been fired. So you know, Oof. I, I don't. Th- I think that there was something wrong with it. You know, they probably wouldn't have. Good thing somebody got the pop it, bottle out before they. Uh, yeah, well, fired the it. the gentleman that fired it, uh, Rick. He had, you know, the thing that they pushed whatever back in there. Uh-huh. And he said when he pushed it back in there, he could tell that there was something, something still in up there. in there. Which they, I guess they had cleaned it out or they thought they had gotten it all. But uh, I don't know if somebody after that I would had say that's put a, a fair bottle assessment. up in there or what. Be a but, smart aleck. Yeah. But I did see, I did see a pop bottle fall out as they were trying to get it ready to go. So, all right. So that's enough about a Hilco. Um, if you haven't been out, go out. You still got a couple days. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a little news, Jen. Okay. So um, earlier this week on Tuesday, seems like forever ago now, <laughs> I know, for right? some reason. <laughs> I feel like it's been a long week. So on Tuesday, September 5th, around 10.38 a.m., emergency response res- personnel excuse me, were dispatched to a two-vehicle crash that involved a 2007 freight li- Freightliner semi-truck Uh-oh. and trailer. And a 2015 Nissan Versa. So oh my. this this took place on State Route 32 between Kessinger School Road and Rice Road, um, and you can see the semi there. So the semi was traveling on 32, and it struck a parked, unoccupied Thank vehicle. Goodness. Yeah, that was on the berm. Oof. So it. I don't know if did I. Send yeah, there you go. <gasps> you can see on the back oh of the um, on the back of the tow truck, the flatbed there, the uh, what's left of the car. Thank goodness nobody was in it. Um, so according to the Holy High State Highway Holy. Patrol report, a Dorothy Crum, sixty six of Texas, was operating the semi truck and trailer eastbound on State Route thirty two. Crum failed to maintain her lane, drove off the right side of the roadway. While Chrome was traveling outside of the eastbound lanes of the State Route 32, she struck that parked, unoccupied 2015 Nissan Versa. It says Crumb's truck continued eastbound after she struck the parked vehicle, and then she struck and later became stuck on top of the guardrail near an embankment. Ooh. I'm not sure how much of a drop is over that embankment, but I feel like they would have taken a while to clean up whatever could have been even worse than it already was right um jackson county ema director rob chikleski told us that roughly 20 to 30 gallons of diesel fuel were spilled in the dirt near the accident there and he said that the affected soil was uh, removed as a part of the cleanup uh he did say that the trailer didn't have anything in it so that was good okay it was empty and um, that section of roadway was impacted for a period of three hours. Uh, the right lane of State Route 32 in the eastbound direction was reduced to one lane in that area where this was while crews worked to safely recover the vehicles and clean up and investigate the well, scene. Well, it's a darn good thing someone wasn't in that car. Yes, yes. And Crum, Crumbs did sustain minor injuries as a result. The crash was treated on scene by medics. And uh, she was cited for failure to maintain her marked lane of travel. Mm. So, and they did make a note on here. Uh, patrol reminds motorists to never drive distracted and always wear their safety belts. Okay. So um, that happened earlier in the week. And I think we had that mm-hmm. in our Wednesday edition. Okay. A little bit of crime news for you. 
I, I keep a list of criminals on my Uh-oh. on my desktop to check on after they've uh, committed crimes to see what ha- what happens on the court side of things because sure. like i like to say the wheels of justice spin slowly sometimes sometimes they do yes. so it takes a while for stuff to finish yeah um so what i'm going to talk about here happened back in february a piketon man who was one half of a duo involved in a number of storage unit break-ins back in early february has been sentenced to 18 months in prison was this the one with the white truck and the... Yes, that happened. That to, happened outside of our yeah, parking lot. Yeah. Right. And uh, here's here's the gentleman. This is Ralph, R- Ralph E. Humphreys third, 43 of Piketon. Uh, he appeared in the Jackson County Common Police Court on Thursday, August 24th, where he withdrew his not guilty plea and pleaded guilty. He had been indicted on February 21st with three counts of breaking and entering, which were all felonies of the fifth degree. The other half of the duo, who was Mary E. Humphreys, 51, of Piketon, uh, is scheduled for sentencing in the same courtroom actually today Mm. at 3.15 p.m. And she was indicted the same day as Ralph on the same charges. And, yeah, there was a picture, I think, you had Dylan of a truck pulled over in the parking lot that I got. So this happened right out our front door back in February. We were all like, what is happening out there? Yeah, and... um, so they, the, there was a number of storage units that the uh, that the pair had broken into. Um, one of them being there on Burlington Road, the Jackson storage. Well, the ironic thing was, you know, this is something good about social media. Somebody right. that is in charge of those had posted this a picture of that truck, and it's like it was kind of a unique looking truck, right? So this was several days later. They're driving down the middle of Main Street Street. after it had been posted all over social media. So I'm not sure exactly what they were thinking, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. But they got caught. Yeah, they did. And uh, they they had taken several items from generator to weed eater to miscellaneous stuff. And uh, they had ended up selling it at a... um, a flea market there in Pike County. And, um, but anyhow, during this whole process, uh, you know, Mary basically told on Ralph and oh, said, no. you know, that basically <laughs> she said, you know, uh, that they were at the storage unit. She stayed in the vehicle. She was supposed to be the lookout and tell him if anybody was approaching, I guess, but she wasn't going to do that. But there was just a number of stuff that they had stolen out of these. Um, they were all, all these units were obviously locked and they'd cut the locks yeah. and gone in and taken stuff. And they'd also done some stuff, I guess, in Oak Hill as well that they learned of. And, um, anyhow, that, you know, went through the court systems. Okay. And, um, well, it was kind of ironic for us cause we were, had seen that on social media and then we're standing here and we're like, wait, that's that truck. Right. Like. Outside of our parking lot. Right. So, so af- weird. So after that photo there, you know, they, they'd been arrested and made their way through the Jackson County Municipal Court. Later, you know, through the Jackson County Common Police Court, mm-hmm. were indicted by the grand jury. And they uh, had appeared for their plea hearings where, you know, he pled, pled guilty and was sentenced. And then she's okay. scheduled to be in court today. Uh, well, you know, she had also changed her plea from not guilty to guilty. And she will be sentenced today, so I'll follow up on that as well. Well, we'll see what happens to Mary. 
happens to Mary. Yep. Um, I know we mentioned this the last time I was on, but we're going to talk a little bit about COVID again. Oh, goody. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I know last time I was on, we talked about the increase from yeah. July to August and the numbers. Like it was like 12 or something. And that was like 124 yeah, or so far like in that. August. Something. Well, uh, Telegram editor Pete Wilson has read a story, um, did some research. He says on the... This is on the Ohio Department of Health website. Mm -hmm. Jackson County is, um, this is Jackson County tops in Ohio per capita for COVID cases. wonder why. I'm not sure. But we are number one on that list of 88 counties. Yeah. Um, He says this was as of last Thursday, August 31st. Which I checked it yesterday and it hadn't been updated. So I don't know if they update it from Thursday to Thursday or often they update it but Hmm. as of thursday august 31st the high department of health is reporting that jackson county ranked first in the entire state per capita cases of covid19 with a total of 119 cases for a per capita rate of 367.1 per 100,000 population he said neighboring Hmm. ross Hmm. county was second in the state weird with 324.6 per capita rate and Vinton County, which is also in our coverage area, um, ranked fifth with 33 cases for a per capita rate of 252.2. And, uh, so just wanted to kind of share, share that just be, you know, be uh, vigilant, just wash your hands, right. do all the things that we're supposed to be doing right. anyway. And if you feel bad, stay home. Right. So just, just be aware. <laughs> Not just tired, James. <laughs> a little uh, little business news I'd like to get into. I went on, I don't even know when I went. It's been in the last week or so. Let's see, Friday, August 25th. Okay. It's all running together, Jen. I went to the office commons for a... They had like, it was kind of like, not like a ribbon cutting or anything, but kind of like an open house kind of deal. They have added a event center featuring a patio space. So this is the inside of the event center that can be booked. Um, A little bit about the office, office commons. The office commons opened in December of 2012. It was originally developed to serve a special, the special needs of startup organizations or satellite mm-hmm. corporate offices that required office space, but did not want a standalone office. Mm-hmm. Um, over a decade later, the office commons, you know, it's still there, but it has evolved uh, from individual office space to become a corporate office for clients, a meeting space for area organizations, and a gathering place for various functions. The business's latest endeavor is adding the small event center and patio space. And here is a little bit of the patio space. There's mm-hmm. more to it there. Um, it is available for rent to the community. And it is known as the Event Center at the OC. OC is Office Commons. Mm -hmm. And um, Larry Kidd, who is the business founder, told me that during COVID, we saw a need for people to gather outside. And they had this parking area near the building that they decided to convert into a patio area. And then later they renovated the inside next to the building to add the Event Center. He said the event center can be rented out for intimate wedding receptions, graduation parties. He said you could have anywhere from 50 to 75 people between the inside and outside. 
Um, they're open to about anything. And he says there's a number of possibilities for the space as a venue. It can be booked during the day, evenings, or weekends, and is suitable for small corporate events, training sessions, client lunches, dinners, bridal, baby showers, and much more. Now, the inside of the ven- venue, which Dylan had up a minute ago, um, you can't see everything that's there, but I can tell you what they have. they got a number of tables and chairs. There's two large couches. Um, there's a small kitchenette area, but they told me that there's not like a microwave or oven or anything, but you could like prep food back there. Okay. Um, there's two bathrooms and on the wall, there was also a smart TV. Uh, the outside patio, um, has a number of tables and chairs and you also have the umbrellas and you can see this space here. That's a part of the patio with the, uh, with the fire pit. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by the chairs. They also have some games. Uh, in the other picture, you saw Cornhole. and this one, you can see kind of like a giant Jenga-looking mm-hmm. game there on the table. And they, uh, it was good. that was kind of the grand opening on Friday, August 25th. Uh, during that event, they had live music. They had free food and sweet treats. And they offered tours of the new event center and patio. Cool. So if anybody's interested in booking that venue, you can call 740 740- Three nine five zero four seven zero. Okay, so that's pretty cool to see them still going after all this time. Uh, another new business story. This is up in Wellston. Wellston's downtown gained a new, new storefront after a family whose love for animals inspired a business venture. The business is really one of a kind for the area, as it is touted as Jackson County's only pet shop. Oh, so we've got a pet shop now in downtown Wellston, and I was there for the ribbon cutting. And you can see here in this picture, there's a number of different city officials, some county folks. Uh, cutting the ribbon there is the uh, one of the one half of the business uh, owner that is Ashley Matthews. Uh, she and her husband Erickson Dollar. Is the owner of the business. The business is called Pet Pantry and it offers pets and pet supplies. Okay. She told me that they have lived in Wilson since 2019 and they both really love animals and said this area didn't have a lot of pet supplies. Mm-hmm. So they decided that that's what they were going to do. Cool. So they decided to open this storefront. And I think we have a picture of um, one of the. One of the, you got the lizard, the gecko, throw the gecko up there. Um, there's oh. <laughs> a, he was, so this was a, hey, uh, this is called a leopard gecko, which is one of the many exotic pets offered at the new pet store. And, uh, when I snapped this picture, it kind of climbed up here and was checking out all the commotion <laughs> after the He's ribbon like cutting posing there. for your picture. Right. Uh, it was very, very appropriate. The storefront's located at 112 South Ohio Avenue there in Wellston. The business will be open. And this is, a, I think, hedgehog. a bino hedgehog. Yeah. Um, it'll be open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The business is closed on Sundays. It accepts cash and debit credit cards. Uh, the business offers pet supplies for just about anything. They have a number of pets. Um, the only thing they don't have, a, they said a number of pets, they don't have like cats and dogs, but a lot of the exotic stuff such as snakes, tree frogs, geckos, hedgehogs. Okay. I'm just waiting for, I, I said Oof. this, I'm just waiting for one of those snakes to get out. Oh no. To terrorize the, terrorize the city. 
but they 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 uh they were all <laughs> you know they were all in the closures you yeah. know and they were you know so it should should be should be fine um <laughs> i will say i will say that there's a pizza place next door so maybe <laughs> you know it, anyhow I, I don't know um so they they, they as far as pet supplies go they have about anything you think of uh they had pet food treats toys enclosures etc the business can be reached by calling 740-855-4168 and they also are on facebook you can look it up pet pantry okay they got a real nice facebook page that they seem Good. really active on post a lot of pictures of the different pets they get in. Cool. So they did say that they're always open to suggestions. If someone has a need or a want that they will try their best to accommodate. And where's it located again? It's located at 112 South Ohio Avenue. It's right across okay. the alley from the um, former rocket pizza, mm-hmm. which is the patio grill and sub suds grubs, and grubs subs and subs or something. Now. Yeah. Suds. So it's right across the out right yeah. next door to okay. that. So, that uh, opened on the first on Friday, September first, last week. So. Good deal. Congratulations to them. Um, so staying up in Wellston on August thirtieth, I was up there for a Wellston Main Street meeting. Okay. Now Wellston Main Street, they had this meeting to discuss the future of their organization, and I think we had a picture for that. Uh, here you have this is interim president uh, Sammy Perkins. And in the background there, that's Tina Strout. She was serving as the president and had served for close to a year, but had <clears> stepped <throat> down in July due to health-related mm-hmm. issues. Um, Sammy um, took over as interim president, but that had, still has to be voted on if she's going to be president. Okay. She was in the role of vice president, so she may stay in that role or switch to president, depending on how the vote goes at the next meeting. Okay. Um, Strout was on hand to help guide the meeting and provide insight gotcha. about the organization. Um, for those that don't know, Wellston Main Street does a number of things. Um, they have a lot of events that bring people to the downtown businesses. Some of those include the Spring Shop Hop, uh, the Shop Small and Fall, which, which should be coming up here mm-hmm. before we know it. Um, two of their big, biggest and longest running events that Wellston Main Street is responsible for spearheading is your Christmas treats on Wellston Streets. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that began in 2016 and Celebration of Our Nation, which began the following year in 2017. That Celebration of Our Nation, um, when that happened in 2017, that was the first time in over a decade that fireworks have been launched over the city of Wellston. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That year. And That's then awesome. every year since then, they have had the fireworks. And uh, that organization has been responsible for putting those on. And when I say that they had this meeting to discuss the future, you know, it's it's been around since 2016. It's a 501c6 organization, and its mission is to enact long-lasting positive growth for the downtown mm-hmm. area. That downtown area is, co- is considered a historic district. Okay. And um, that organization needed the, – the, the whole reason they met was they, they need help. To move forward. Yes. The board, usually they have a board of seven members. It's down to four. Okay. So they were looking for a few more board members. There was about a dozen people that showed up, including those that are involved in the board. Uh, involved in the board, you have Perkins and you have Jason Holzapple. He's the treasurer. Misty Stump, who's secretary. And Donna Smith. She is one of the board of director members. And 
by the time all the discussion and everything took place at the meeting, there was at least five folks that were interested in joining the board. Another oh, four great. that was interested in helping volunteer. Cool. And then I learned that following the meeting, at least two more were interested in joining the board. They had they typically meet the third Wednesday of the month. However, it was decided that they needed to meet sooner than that to get this sorted out. Yeah. So their next meeting will be on Wednesday, September 13th at 6 o'clock. The location is to be determined. They will okay. post on their Facebook page. And if I get that information, I will share it as well. They do a lot of good. They do. They do a lot of good. In addition to all the stuff that they do downtown, they also do, um, it says they do business coaching to current and prospective businesses, um, offer ribbon cutting opportunities for new businesses, pursue grant funding for projects to benefit the downtown area. Um, one of the recent year projects that they've done was they were able to get some funding for a project called paint the town mm -hmm. and they some of the downtown businesses were able to have their storefronts painted oh cool kind of spruce that's it up really that's nice. been in the last several years and um they, they they did say that you know kind of the main thing of the meeting was to get people interested again and get some people back on the board so it was full and get secure some volunteers so at the next meeting they'll be doing some voting on who will be on the board Okay. So I guess whoever, I don't know how they'll handle that, but I'm going to try to go cover that as well. But um, we w we wish them all the luck in yeah. uh, going forward here. It, it just sounds, you know, it's uh, a lot of these organizations sound like they, you know, have a lot of people that have suggestions, but nobody to kind of step up and help. Yeah. And they just, they need the helping hands. Absolutely. Just need some bodies, man. So um, it's a little bit about that. Let's see here. So uh, we, we received this from Wilson High School. Um, on Tuesday, August 29th, the U.S. News and World Report released its 2023-2024 Best High School Rankings. Mm. And uh, it says the report ranked 17,680 out of approximately 25,000 uh, reviewed public high schools at the nation, state, and local levels. Wellston High School earned a score of 70.45 on a scale out of 0 to 100. Mm -hmm. It says earning a spot as one of the top high schools nationally, statewide, and locally. It says Wellston High School ranked number 5,224th in nation rankings, number 193rd in Ohio high schools, and number one in Jackson County. Cool. And um, so just wanted to share that. Uh, they were really proud and uh, excited about that recognition. Yeah. Love that. We got to talk about the world's largest acorn, Jen. So it was recently announced by the Oak Hill Chamber of Commerce that they will be receiving a $10,000 grant mm -hmm. from the Ohio Arts Council. I believe I've been in before and maybe mentioned yeah. this. They didn't know at that time. Since then, they are going to receive that, and it's earmarked towards that project. However, there's a catch yes. to the funding. It's a one-for-one -one grant. So they have to match. Have to match that 10000 So they got to come up with 10000 in local funds. So Oak Hill Chamber President Curtis Strickland, uh, he ex shared that announcement on August 31st that they did they, they could get that grant as long as I come up with the funding. Um, they are at $4,355 raised currently. 
Okay. And I know they've had some donations since then, so I don't know what the number's at. Okay. But that was as of the last meeting. Um, if you are interested in donating, you can contact the chamber. You can contact Curtis at 740-418-3649. And I can't remember if I've talked about this or not, but they finally released an estimated price tag mm-hmm. for the acorn. Did we talk about this before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was 25000 25, Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So if they come up with the 10 in local funds and they get the 10 in grant, there's some other grant funds that they are going to pursue and they're hoping for some more donations come in. I did see that there was some folks out there doing kind of like a Oak Hill high school alumni challenge. Uh huh. They're like, Hey, let's do a challenge, get some money raised for this. Acorn. How do you uh, donate once again? Uh, you can, you can give Curtis Strickland. He's the president of call 740-418-3649. There are donation forms available on the Oak Hill Chamber of Commerce Facebook page. Uh, I know that, that there's a lot uh, that goes into making something like this. The um, folks over at Romar Metal mm-hmm. Fabricating have been working on a, a model. Yeah. And I'm still waiting to see the model, but they, they, they're working with a graphic designer. The portion that they're Super having, cool. having the hardest part is the top of it because of where it's textured. So they're still trying to uh, work on that. But the they still hope to it. get this project done by the end of the year. Because, you know, the Oak Hill, uh, Village of Oak Hill is celebrating its 150th anniversary. It's sesquicentennial. So yeah, um, just wanted to mention that they did get that grant funding. Well, potentially Good. get that grant funding. Just got to match it. Just got to match it. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got a couple minutes here. Let me rifle through my stack like Pete does and uh, <laughs> mention some... Uh, Upcoming stuff. So, well, I mean, if you don't have anything else, we could just fire the cannon for fire, seven more minutes. Fire the cannon again. <laughs> fire in the, the hole. <laughs> um, so, what Wellston City Council uh, normally meets on the first and third Thursday of the month. Mm-hmm. So, tonight is one of their meeting nights. Uh, I was informed yesterday that that meeting has been canceled and will not be rescheduled. Okay. So, their next scheduled meeting will be on Thursday, September 21st at 7 p.m., and that's held in the Wilson City Council Chambers on the second floor of the Wilson City Building. Those meetings are open to the public. Very cool. Um, still going to give a pitch out there for the Victory Grange. They're still requesting volunteers for the annual apple butter making efforts, and they will be making apple butter at the Grange Hall on Pattonsville Road on mm-hmm. tomorrow, yes. Friday, September 8th, Saturday, September 9th, and then again on Monday, September 18th. They always make a batch ahead of time yes. before the festival. To get the apple festival started. To get it rolling, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then they make, you know, they can always use volunteers up there because they make yes. pots of it during, during the festival. During the festival. So if you're interested in that or have any questions, you can call the Victory Grange, 740-286-3099. This weekend, the Jackson County Dog Pound will be holding its yard sale. Oh, okay. That'll be taking place at the Christchurch of Jackson uh, on Portsmouth Street, and they will start preparations for the sale tomorrow, Friday, September 8th. If anybody has any donations, they will accept those. From 2 to 6 p.m., uh, they'll accept uh, most donations except clothing. They're not looking for okay, any clothing, no but anything else, I guess, they'll take. Okay. You can drop it off there at the church. The yard sale will be held on Saturday, September 9th from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. If you have any questions or would like to help volunteer, you can contact Candy Austin by email. And the email, it's AMS 
16029CB at AOL.com. So got one of those old AOL emails. Woof. Woof. Um, coming up here. It's all right, Dylan, if you didn't catch all that. <laughs> it's all right. It's a mouthful. Um, you can, you can, if you're interested, you can look it up on our, on the telegram news. Yeah. Or just go to the dog pound site. I'm sure it's on you can probably get a hold of somebody that way yeah. as well on their Facebook page. Uh, coming up here in a few weekends, the Jackson Lions Club will be having its annual fall mum sale. That'll happen on Saturday, September oh. 16th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And the sale will take place right out here in our parking lot here at the Stockmeister Plaza. Okay. That's uh, 708 East Main Street here in Jackson. Available will be a variety of 12-inch mums for $25 each. Okay. The collars include red, white, purple, yellow, orange, and they also have tricolored. Oh, fancy. Uh, the mums will be provided by Lucy's Greenhouse and pros- the, the uh, money proceeds. From the project will be used to provide gas cards for families needing to travel for pediatric cancer treatment. Gotcha. So, um, also coming up here in a few weeks, the Lillian Jones Museum will be planting a tree in honor of the late uh, Janet Regal. Okay. So um, that'll take place on Monday, September 18th at 6.30 p.m. The event will be on the front lawn of the museum there at 75 Broadway Street in Jackson. Regal passed away at the age of 90 uh, earlier this year on January 9th, 2023. Uh, the museum will be revealing a plaque in addition to planting the tree in Regal's, uh, de- you know, for her service to the museum. Regal was a close friend to the late Lillian Jones, who left her home to the city of Jackson as the museum. And Regal had served on that as board president of the Lillian Jones Museum uh, hmm. up until 2016. So she'd cool. put a lot of time in there. That's awesome. Uh, we got two more minutes. Let's see. Got a couple more little notices we can get into here. The Oak Hill School Board uh, meeting for this month has been changed. They typically meet on the third Wednesday of the month, but it has been moved to Wednesday, September 27th at 5.30 p.m. at the Oak Hill Middle High School Library. And those meetings are open to the public. Okay. Uh, let me see. We got one more minute. Let's uh, let's talk football. Ooh. Sports ball. Sports ball. As I like to call it. We'll look at the schedule here. So Jackson will be away at Western Brown today at seven o'clock. Is the kick or not today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. At seven o'clock. Used to be in here on Fridays. <laughs> um, Vinton County will be away at Meg's at seven o'clock. Wellston will be home versus Portsmouth West at 7 o'clock. And the Oak Hill game that was away at Menford has been canceled. Mm -hmm. A little bit about that. Um, It was canceled because uh, there's a number of the Oak Hill football players with injuries. Mm -hmm. So the school district decided to cancel that game, you know, for the good of the students and the athletes there. Makes sense. So that that makes sense. And uh, we're... We're at time, we Jen. made it. We made it. Hey. Well, very good. Well, Jeremiah, that was I'm, a I'm mouthful. S- yes, it was. We, we got look, and I got leftovers. You, you have more. <laughs> I'm so glad that you all survived the cannon fire. Yes, it was. It was fun. Yes, and uh, if you haven't been up to Wellston to check out the Ohio Hill Country Festival, 
please do. Um, don't forget Homegrown Happy Hour at Rowdy's tonight, yes. um, 7 p.m. Oh, and the thing uptown, too. And the Chamber of Commerce, Faith and Fitness, a whole lot of people putting on sale. our sidewalk uh, market. I got the Touch a Truck tonight, I believe. Touch a Truck for the kids. Yes. Um, the Dog Pound will be there. I know um, there will also be a farmer's market in our empty lot um, there beside our production facility. So if you want to you know, pick up some, some veggies and things like that. Um, uh, the Weber's will be there doing that. Oh, okay. So, and, and I think they have like 80 vendors. That's a going lot. to be set up in downtown Jackson. Tonight. Wow. So it's, it's going busy, to be busy wild. place. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be very, very fun. Bring the kids. They can play on the, you know, different trucks, you know, the EMS and the fire trucks and all of that cool stuff. And they'll really enjoy it as well. So just good time. There's all kind of music going on, right. food. So there you go. Really cool stuff. All right. Well, have a great day, everyone. Hope you get out and about wherever you choose to be tonight. You could probably hit all of the places. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Our, our guest on the show tomorrow will be Mark Carmen, And we're going to talk about all, Carmen all the kind Carmen. of fun things there. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see you then. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com. Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, thetelegramnews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community. Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news. Thetelegramnews.com. Subscribe today at thetelegramnews.com. Check it out. <laughs>